stop in to our CBiz Media store at cbiztvmedia.com. That's cbiztvmedia.com. Thanks for your support. Hey, this is Irene. I've been waiting for you. Thank you for joining me, mixing it up with me right here on The Mix. You're listening to CBiz Media. Listening to LICMC.net radio anytime. For inspiration plus community talk and more. Spots available connect with Londin at 248-701-0885. Stop into the website at ldwcenterprise.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of CBiz Media. We have a very special guest with us here on the line, the distinguished Lonnie Williams III. Hi, Lonnie. Hi, Irene. Thanks for having me. Yes. Can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, so I'm a, um, I work as a geometry teacher in um, Southwest Detroit. Um, um, I love helping children. I also work with kids who have autism at um, Autism Center in Dearborn. I, um, I just love I just love working with kids. Um, I like playing chess. Uh, I, I oftentimes used to have run a chess club at my teaching job. You know, chess is very critical. It helps develop critical thinking skills, problem solving skills that kids need to develop in order to be successful in life and in school. Okay, cool. So you got right to the chess part. <laughs> and he also has a few other he has a few other side hustles and one of them is credit repair as well. Well if anyone wanted to connect with you, how could they do that? What would be the best way if they want to look you up? Uh the best way is just go to my website, um, JerichoCredit.com. Um as as you mentioned, um I do help people with credit. Um credit is very important. I always like to tell people you cannot afford to have bad credit because you're going to be paying tens of thousands more than what you, what you need to pay. All right. So thank you, Lonnie, for that information. And thank you for sharing a little bit about yourself. And we're going to get into our topic, which is chess. And as he told you, he he is a chess player. He didn't tell you that he also won a trophy not long ago. Congratulations. Uh, but I just wanted him to come on and kind of break down the game of chess because I just find it interesting. And he also, again, was saying how it could be helpful in development with young people. And I just kind of wanted to see, you know, what other things we can learn from the game of chess itself. Um, I'm on Wikipedia right now. I'm just going to read a little bit about some info, basic information about chess. It's a board game between two players. It's sometimes called international chess or Western chess. The current form of the game emerged in Spain and the rest of Southern Europe during the second half of the 15th century after evolving from something called Chaturanga, a similar but much older game of Indian origin. Today, chess is one of the world's most popular games played by millions of people worldwide and again it started in the 15th century to present 
And then it was something else I was reading on here. They said it's a casual, the casual games usually last 10 to 60 minutes. Tournament, tournament games last anywhere from about 10 minutes to six hours or more. So I'm going to ask you that question. Like, what's the longest game you've had? And what's like the shortest game that you can remember? Oh, uh, let's see. I start with the shortest because that's the easiest. There's a um, pattern move, a sequence of moves called the um, four move checkmate. So it's literally four moves and the game is over. So that lasts like a, less than a minute. Um, and then the longest match I ever had was, um, I want to say a little bit over an hour. No, yeah, I think it was a little over an hour, a little bit less than two hours. It was recently. Um, Back in November, was November? I think November, or October, when I um, won the trophy for being the um, top unrated player. So that was a pretty long match, and it's very exhausting too, believe it or not. <laughs> it's very what? Exhausting. I could believe it because that brain work really. Yeah. A lot of people don't really think about that's like they think about okay, physical sports is exhausting, but when you're using your brain a lot. It's, it's just like doing work, basically. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to go back into Wikipedia a little bit. It says, chess is an abstract strategy game and involves no hidden information. It is played on a chessboard with 64 squares arranged in an 8x8 eight eight grid. At the start, each player controls 16 pieces. One king, one queen, two rooks, two bishops, two knights, and eight pawns. The player controlling the white pieces moves first, followed by the player controlling the black pieces. The object of the game is to checkmate the opponent's king, whereby the king is under immediate attack and check, and there is no way for it to escape. There are also several ways a game can end in a draw. So that was kind of like a long-form explanation of chess and how the game is played. Can you give us like the short version Sure. You want to, um, so as you mentioned before, chess is a um, game that's played over 64 squares. And the object of the game is to um, limit the space of the opponent king. So in chess, um, you know, you can say capture the king, but you really don't physically capture the king because the king never stays off, leaves off the board. But what you want to do is you want to attack the king in such a way where that it can't help but move into another um, a piece attacking it. And then you that's called checkmate. And that's how you win the game. Okay, so it's kind of like you're cornering. Exactly. You're cornering the king, and he could be attacked on any side or whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's okay. exactly right. So let's get into some of the move, some of the movements of the pieces, um, like. Uh, I know there's limited moves per piece. Like each of them have their own moves. And I think I was like comparing it to chess and chess is basically only two characters, the basic pieces and the Kings. And the Kings basically have the power to move in a lot of different directions. But in chess, each piece has their own ability of movement. Now, what's the ability of the queen as far as the movement on the chessboard? Uh, that's a very, very interesting question. So the, in chess, um, the queen is the most powerful piece. So she basically has the power of moving like the rook 
which looks like a little castle. And um, the best to identify how the queen moves, let me briefly tell you how the rook and the bishop move, because her moves are the combination of those two. So the rook moves like a cross. So it can go up or down, you know, to any, any amount of square, as long as it's not being blocked by the same color piece. Or it can move um, horizontally left or right, you know, as long as it's not being blocked by its own piece. And then the bishop, there's two bishops. Um, each player gets two bishops. And you have a light square bishop and a dark square bishop. And the bishops, they move on the diagonal. So say, for example, you have a light square bishop, they can only move on the light squares. You have a dark square bishop, they can only move on the dark squares. Now, going back to the question, how, going back to how the queen moves, the queen moves like the rook and the bishop combined. Okay. And what about the knights and the pawns? All right. The um, pawns are, um, they're the least valuable piece, but um, don't count them short because if the pawns make it to the other end of the board, they can promote to the queen, which is, again, the most powerful piece. So the pawn can only move one square at a time, with the exception of move one, the very first move, it can move two squares up. So pawns only move straight ahead, except for, um, you know, on the very first move, they have the option to move two squares up. And also when they take a piece, most pieces in chess, they take um, in the same direction that they move. Like I mentioned with the rook can move like in a straight line, like going up to, or left or right, kind of like a cross. If there's the opposite color piece, the rook can take it. But with the pawn, the pawn doesn't move in that direction when it captures a piece. The pawn only captures on the, the adjacent diagonal. So it's kind of weird. So like if you move a pawn straight forward, if there's an enemy piece right in front of it, the pawn just stuck. It can't do anything. So are you, are you saying it's moving to the side? It moves to the side diagonally only when it captures. But when it, when it moves just by itself, it can only move straight. And also, the pawn is the only piece that cannot move backwards. Okay. I find this interesting. I hope we're not losing anybody. I hope we have a lot of smart people listening. <laughs> so what about the knight? The knight, um, they are the most confusing piece. Whenever I teach people how to play, it's all, always been the most time teaching them how to move a knight. So the knight moves like the shape L. Like the L shape. So, for example, if you have a knight, say like on this, let's just put like on the envision a square in the middle of the board. When we talk about sixty-four squares, so a knight can move like an L. So it can move like two spaces up, and then one to the left, or one to the right, or two spaces down, one to the left, one to the right, or it can move um, two spaces to the right, and then up or down, or two spaces to the left, up or down. So just think L. It basically moves like the letter L. Okay, cool. So everybody has their own position. I like the way that the game is set up because it's almost set up like a kingdom. I guess it is set up like a kingdom. If you think back in the days where they had kings and queens, I mean, they still have them in some countries, but I just like the way it's set up in like uh, maybe in a way of like a battle formation or whatnot. And everybody mm -hmm. has their position and plays their part. And it kind of makes me just thinking about playing your part in life and what part are you playing in life? 
I was gonna say you brought up a great point. Uh, chess, there's a lot, lot of analogies for chess that people use. I, I like to use myself regarding life and life lessons. So the queen is the most powerful piece. And now I'm not sure if we ever talked about the king. What moves can the king make? Uh, you're right. We didn't talk about the king. So the king, um, it moves. It can move one square in any direction. Okay, so he can just do once one move at a time, but he can mm-hmm. go anywhere. Correct, of any direction. And the whole point really is to kind of protect the king. Everybody's everybody's part really at the end of the day is to make sure the king is protected, right? Yeah, correct. So let's just say in life, what what um, chess piece would you? call yourself or what do you think you can relate to most when it comes to the, the chess pieces and the moves that you make and all of that I would consider myself the knight um, the reason why I consider myself the knight is because I don't like to stay stagnant um, I like to move around like um, I used to be I used to be paralyzed from the, from the, from the neck down um, and when I was paralyzed you know you can't move right so, um, fortunately, Lord bless me to be able to walk again. But ever since that experience in my life, I never like to stay still. I always like to stay active doing something. So I'm always um, moving about or seeking new opportunities to do something for either self improvement or to help myself or others. So I'm yes, definitely he, tonight. <laughs> all right, Amen. Yes, he is, and I I did feel to mention that he is a man of God, and that's a very important thing. And for me, especially in the way that I live my life is to have God as my leader in whatever I do. Um, the chess pieces, I don't know if I can live up to the queen status, though. <laughs> like what the queen can do, she can move all around and do everything. I don't know. I'm still trying to think what piece, what piece I will be. I wouldn't want to be the pawn. Yeah, the pawn don't have a fun job. (laughs) But it does seem like the pawn has more moves than I realized that it had. A little Mm -hmm. more ability than I would realize. What what can the pawns moves? What are they moves again? They move in a straight straight line. Um, But the pawn they had they had the greatest potential out of all the pieces because once you get to the other side of the board, the pawn can promote to the um, promote to the queen. It can promote to any piece other than the king, but um, it can most often than not, people often choose to have promote to a queen because that's the most powerful piece. And you can have up to eight queens on the board at one time, you know, if you promote all your pawns to queens by chance. Once they get to the other side of the board, mm-hmm. they, they can become, what? That's something I didn't even know. Well, that does make me think about life because you can start at the bottom and end up at the top. Like, exactly. That's so deep. That's cool. One thing I will say about strategy regarding chess is that often that there are 64 squares, right? The 64 squares on the chessboard. But, but the most important squares are the ones that's in the center. So it's often said that whoever controls the center controls the game. And you control the center, more likely than not, you know, you can hold that position, you're going to end up winning the game because you, you have the optimal squares. And it's kind of like life, you know. 
who you know you, whoever's in the center of your life you know say for example ideally jesus god you know they're going to they're going to control your life and they're going to help you win the game which this journey we call life so it's all about perspective at least i like to think so now it talks about the the pieces of the black the white pieces get to go first versus the black pieces do you know why that is that's a great question. I do not know why it is, but um, in most games, it's the other way around. Black just goes first. Really? Like, um, yeah, like one of my other favorite games is called um, Go. Um, G-O. Um, that's one of the oldest board games in the world. It's about like 3,000 years old and still played in its original format. Like chess, you go back like 500 years um, or maybe a little bit more. The chess pieces that we play with today don't look the same as they did back back you know six seven hundred years ago. But go for example, it's played the same way. Those pieces are still the same, I should say. So it's just black and white stones, and in that case, black gets to go first. And I believe um, you know Othello, black goes first as well. If I'm not mistaken. And what's that game called? Go G O. Okay, and the other what's the other game you said? Oh, Othello. Othello? Mm-hmm. So I played what that game that a couple game? of times. Tell, tell me a little bit about that game, Othello. That, that game, um, I'm not, I only played a couple of times. I think it's very similar to Checkers, which I, I just learned how to play last year from a five-year-old. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. And you were telling us also that the chess pieces back in the day looked different. Can you kind of, you kind of said a little bit, but can you kind of explain the different, have you seen the, the old pieces and how, how are they different? I haven't seen the old pieces, but they look drastically different than what they look like today. Like the modern pieces, like when you think of the chess, what they call chess man, the modern chess man was designed like in French by the French. That's who designed the modern chess pieces. But they look totally different because it's chess started in India. But I think, I, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think they have more, like, I think like the um, Knights may have been elements or something like that. But don't quote me on that. <laughs> oh, they were elephants? That's, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I've, I've actually seen some chess boards. I think I've seen the pieces where it actually looks like people, like like somebody uh, yeah. that's like a knight or whatnot. Yeah. So those are unique. And I know I've seen some in people's homes just having a chessboard, especially probably back in those times of royalty. Like it seemed like it was like a decoration piece or a status piece. Oh, you know how to play chess. You must have some type of level of intellect. Uh but I mentioned you guys, I hope a lot of smart people are watching, but are listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> but all you guys are smart if you guys are listening because I think we have some great programming that we share here. But you know, again, this is a little even above my head on some level because I'm not an avid chess person, but I do admire and I do respect the game of chess. And I appreciate having Lonnie come on and kind of break the game down for us and kind of let us know how it's played and and some additional thoughts that can come from the game as well. So thank you for coming on and sharing with us. 
Lonnie, is there anything that you would like to follow up with? Um, anything else you'd like to share? Uh, yes. I want to say thank you again for having me on. Um, Colin, it's a great honor and privilege. I just wanted to um, tell, tell your listeners that, you know, like I mentioned before, I help people with their credit. And um, right now we have a $10 special. So um, if you loan funds, but you need help with your credit, you want to go to JerichoCredit.com. That's J-E-R-I-C-H-O Credit.com. And, um, or you can send me an email at Lonnie at JerichoCredit.com and I'll um, be sure to respond back to your inquiry. Stay here for some final thoughts. This is Lonnie Williams with Jericho Credit LLC. If you'd like to contact me to get help with your credit, take advantage of our 400 to 800 credit score program, just give me a call or text me at area code 734-363-8190. 734-363-8190. Thank you. So I want to thank Lonnie Williams III for coming on and talking a little bit about the game of chess, which she knows a lot more about it than me and all of our smart, I'll say smarter listeners. I think we're all smart in our own way, but I wanted to touch on a couple of other pieces and just get a little bit of definition with these pieces with the rook. It says the rook comes from the Persian term rook, meaning chariot. As this was the piece in predecessor games of chess in India, these Indian chariots had large walled structures on them, more like a fortification. And as it spread into Europe, the Italian term raka, meaning fortress, may have caused the shape to change. And for the bishop, uh, let me tell you where I got the information from. That's from chess.com. And for the bishop piece, Um, The bishop was introduced to the European chessboard in the 12th century, replacing the elephant of Islamic tradition. The substitution of a man of the church for an animal used in battle may seem curious, but medieval bishops frequently served with armies. And that information is from metmuseum.org. That's the metmuseum.org, M-E-T museum.org. So just wanted to get um, touch on those last two pieces that we really didn't delve too deeply into but the whole thing that really stands out for me when it comes to chess is just that the different positions played the different parts each person plays or I'll say each piece plays it definitely makes you think of a kingdom and a role and different roles that we play and you can also think of it as society and different roles that we play in society and I never really could narrow down even though I've got a more information about chess and um, I'm still more intrigued about it as well but uh, I haven't narrowed down exactly which piece that I represent but I can say that I feel like I've been more than one piece I think in life we're more than one of these pieces uh You don't want to stay in the same position, in the same role your whole life. You don't want to forever be the pawn. Of course, you always would want to be the king and the queen would be great. But I can't say that I'm always the queen because I'm not always. uh, I do 
say the queen she has a lot of good moves but it also takes strategy so i don't always have the best moves Um, i don't always have the ability to get around the way that the queen would and at times i can be like the king where i have to be protected at all costs and i need i need safety around me and i need people to look out for me so there's different pieces that i can connect with and that i relate to when it comes to the chessboard so when it comes to the different pieces i think a good thing and i'm sure most people that play chess is to familiarize yourself with all these positions familiarize yourself with all these roles because at some point you may have to use that particular piece to win the game and it may be very similar to the moves you make when it comes to life know the different positions that can be played and try to be versatile and it's good to know your role but know that your role can change at any time you'll you won't always be in the same spot of course you don't want to stay again the pawn forever you want to grow and you want to be in a higher position in life and even when you're in those higher positions in life there are times when you don't always have it all together and you still might have some things that you need to figure out and you might have to go to a lower piece just to kind of reset yourself and reconfigure and realize that you're not still not all the way there where you want to be so i may have taken it a little deep guys but i hope you connect i hope you enjoyed this episode And if you know what piece you are, let me know what piece would you be on the chessboard or would you be multiple pieces? For me, it's complicated. So email me at cbiztv at yahoo.com with your thoughts. That's C-B-I-Z-T-V at yahoo.com. Thank you guys for listening as always and God bless.